Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 1130 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, and angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Friday Eve, and welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we didn't threaten. We promised that we would be back, and we are. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the mighty, mighty CEO of Never Had It So Good Entertainment, Princess Cooper. Good morning, and welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I like that intro, Gretchen, with the music going down at the end, and you came in with so much energy. I like that. I like that. You are a busy woman, um, and I want to start with that. We are <laughs> busy women. That's where I want to start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are busy women. I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't no, me it. neither. I don't know what I would do. I'd probably lose my mind, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> although it might already mm-hmm. be gone, but that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> That's another yeah. subject for another day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's that hyperthyroidism kicking in right now. Sorry about now. <laughs> just got my level been not good. <laughs> but Amen. It is what it is. Amen. You know so, what, Gretchen? Off air listeners, they said I could. Gretchen said I could start wherever yes. I wanted to start. Yeah. And yes. Um, you know, Gretchen, I want to. I want to actually start something we didn't talk about off air. Is um, I went to a funeral yesterday. My best friend's mom. Mm. passed and she was 74 she battled cancer the past year and a half um stomach cancer and um she left us last thursday she got her wings and um no more suffering but i I guess i just wanted to start with that because we as women um have to go through that journey and that journey of losing our mom and having that baton passed to us to carry on the legacy, and I and I got mm-hmm. to see that um, up close yesterday, and it was just as powerful um, as it was just seeing it through my eyes with my mom. But um, I just wanted to mention that because I know that you have had that baton passed to you, and the legacy still lives on. And Mama would be proud. I know she would be proud of you. But I just wanted to mention that first. Well, thank you, thank you. I never know what, knew what my mom was thinking until like. Years down the road, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that, that was a funny thing. Um, I didn't realize how much uh, it meant to her when I got my first apartment until she talked about it later. And she, mm-hmm. I guess another cousin of mine, an older cousin that I was close to, and they, they said they were talking about how when they were my age, you know, the idea of, you know, I guess a young single black woman getting her own um, first apartment so early because I was, you know, it was right after college and uh-huh. I decided I, I went to the University of South Florida in Tampa. Um, I decided to stay in Tampa. So um, I was doing some work already and I got some more work and I decided, because I was thinking about going for my master's, which I, I didn't, uh, which is fine. Um, I, I just, I don't believe you should be going, spending that kind of money going for higher education if you're not sure what you're going for. Okay, mm-hmm. and my thing was mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what I was going for. But the, the, the thing is, is that she mentioned down the road how they had talked about me getting my own apartment and working and everything and, and just doing so well away from home. And I was like, I just thought it was the logical next step. I thought it was expected. You know, you graduate mm-hmm. college, you go to work, you get a job. You know, you get a, a place to stay. I just thought that was the the next step. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I just thought it was expected. So it's just interesting, um, especially, I guess, because my mom was kind of depression-era child, you know. So 
you know, the the things that happened to them and the things that were expected were just, I guess, a little bit different, you know. But it's kind of good because that means that there was a progression, and she made it happen, you know, both my yeah. parents. So. Yeah. So and, and Keith, I think what, is, what is your friend's mom's name? Um, Michelle Henley is is my best friend, and her mom is Mary McKee. And um, okay. Mary was an usher at church, and the service was centered around that. Yesterday, the usher board gave a plaque and, and, and talked about how well she greeted people into the house of the Lord. And um, mm. it was just really a good thing. And, um, and the pastor at the end, he said, you see those young men back there on the back row with those phones? Um, he said, now Mama McKee would get into their behind. She didn't like for them <laughs> to be on their phones and the, and the preachers up preaching. Um, so it was just really um, a good tribute and, um, you know, and, and old school, I got a chance to provide dinner for the entire family on last Friday night. Um, Rev and I took dinner over there, and then, um, of course, I created the video, you know, did my old social media stuff for that. But um, just again, just that whole powerful moment um, of, the, of the legacy being passed on, whether you're prepared or not, God yeah. um, is still going to be God, you know, and um, – and and that was just amazing. So I just wanted to start with that. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And we will keep your friend and, and her family in, in prayer yeah. uh, because uh, people think, you know, after I, I try to get people to understand, after the funeral, you know, for the people that are left, huh. you know, sometimes it's just like silence because there's all of the hubbub mm-hmm. before the funeral. There's a hubbub during the funeral and just immediately after but then mm-hmm. after everybody goes home, the um, healing really begins. And it's yeah, and, and you know you got to remember to be there for those people. Uh, you know mm-hmm. after you know the funeral, just to make sure that that they're okay. That you know the the coming down from all of that mm-hmm. isn't so hard, and that they know that they're mm-hmm. still supported, and it's not just you know at the um, the, the time of the passing. But you know, from from there on, yeah, so. yeah, the healing really begins. Um, you know, um, and next question, I, I want to talk about another woman, um, and and that's Brittany Griner. Um, yeah. And 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 I, I want Brittany Griner to come home. She uh, pled guilty in court yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. And said that um, she didn't mean to break the law. She um, was packing in a hurry and and added that. And 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 I, I want to talk about well, what does that mean? And, and I really don't know. Except for she's now pled guilty, and they will ex- extend the hearing now. The next date is July 14th. Um, and mm-hmm. Brittany Griner has now been in jail um, behind bars since May, almost 140 days and the one thing that i know to be true is that uh, uh putin is an ugly man and um there is no democracy in in russia and um this will be drawn out and Brittany griner will more than likely be a pawn in the negotiations um with the united states for whatever they want biden and harris as of yesterday talked to Brittany griner's um, wife for the first time, um, but there are more detainees over there that have been there since 2018. Brittany Griner mm-hmm. was over there in 2022, and even the family of the detainee from 2018, they raised their head yesterday and said, "Well, you, you know, Biden and Harris hasn't called us, you know, what, you know, and we want Brittany to go free, but why haven't you know?" So it's really a vicious you know, amazing circle. And I, I don't know if I see a solution um, that is viable for the Russians to just let her go. I don't see that happening. There, there will be some negotiations in there. And I, I see more time for Brittany. I can see her still there this time next year. Mm. And, and I, I just, part of me is just wondering, okay, who advised her? Was that the the smart choice, right mm-hmm. choice? To to plead like that, it, that yeah. that's a little bothersome to me. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, my thing is, is you fight until you know you can't fight anymore. That I'm just not sure if 
if that was the way to go. But you know, I, you, you don't know all of the all of the circumstances. So um, yeah, it had to be. I agree with you, Gretchen. Someone had to say to her, "Hey, we think this is the best route." Um, to get some leniency, and that is to plead guilty for less than a gram, a half a gram of whatever mm-hmm. kind of vaping material she had, less than a gram. And she wrote a letter to President Biden, which was revealed um, a couple of days ago, and she said, none of the protection of who I am to America or me wearing the the United States on my chest as I play for the U.S. in the Olympics, none of the protection of my family or my wife or my friends or my team can help me now. I need help for you, from you, President Biden. You're the first president I've ever voted for. This is the first election that I've ever mm. voted for. And she talked about that in her letter. Um, powerful and sad, Gretchen. Powerful and sad. Yeah, but the, but the thing that's even, to me, even more sad or just as sad is the fact that she had to go overseas to be recognized for her talent in the first place, you know. And it it, it seems to me that especially, especially with with African-American athletes, uh, or African American entertainers, you know any any African American that is worth their salt, you know that try, that's trying to make it big. And I shouldn't say any, but quite a few. Uh, I mean, look at Josephine Baker. I mean, we you know we want to. There's a lot of people that have taken their talents overseas because they were much more appreciated than uh, you know than they were when they were here. I guess if you're not working in someone's house or restaurant or hotel, you're not all that appreciated. And then even if you are doing that, you're still not all that appreciated. Well, you know, um, I'm going to veer off a little bit here, Gretchen, in that she was definitely well-known here. You know, she played for Baylor um, in college, and they won a national championship with Kim Mulkey, and she was the MVP of of March Madness that year for women's college basketball, and then she was drafted um, and and, Mm -hmm. and got notoriety for some negative things. But Brittany Griner was well-known here, and that team, the Phoenix Mercury, they're making great strides. You know, they have Brittany Griner now on their their court. There's Brittany Griner Day. If you've never seen it, bring Brittany Griner home um dot org. It's it's beautiful and they're doing awesome things and every WNBA team is trying to do what they're doing. The problem is is that female professional basketball players in the United States, the average is two hundred thousand a year. Mm-hmm. Um Michael mm-hmm. Jordan I'm Michael Jordan. LeBron James makes a million every game almost. He is, or more than that, a million every game. And there's 82 games, um, 82 games a season. And he makes more than a million every game. So that's the disparity. And if WNBA players want want that final life, 200,000 is just not enough. And they can go overseas to Europe and Spain and, and Russia and play for 300, 400, 500, 600,000 in two or three months and come back and then play in the WNBA for 200, but still, but have a, um, a, a better life. And that's what a lot of uh, professional players do. They play here for the season and then they go overseas um, you know, around Christmas time through what Brittany Griner was doing in, in May. And they were told to come home. They were told to come home because the war was about to start. They knew it. And all of them made it out except for two or three. But Brittany Griner was the only one that was detained. Mm. And she you was know, detained but, for that. And now, because um, I listen to you, cause, but see, this is the thing. You you are very involved in, in the sports world, which I am not. We, we talk about that often, how, you know, you pay more attention to, to sports and games, and I pay more attention to movies and other stuff. You know, that's just us. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, like, for example, on TV, they will talk about, oh, this it's the NBA draft, and there's all of this hype before the NBA mm-hmm. draft. And even me as a non-watcher, knows, you know, it's time for the NBA draft. I don't see all of that hype with WNBA. Okay. Oh, that's my issue. It's like I would like to see the equal amount of hype for 
WNBA as well as NBA. And all of those you should have seen the draft, leagues. Gretchen, for the WNBA. It was just as amount of hype, and they had a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful facility um, program, and just as much, you know, um, uh, social interest on the family and interviews. And so you're right. I would say five years ago, I will be right here in that camp with you. But now it has come up to the level, the whole draft thing, the process and the the ceremony behind it and all of the coaches that coached them in college, they're in that room and how many they invite. And um, so it, it mm-hmm. has come up to that level um, as but far as the draft is, is concerned. The same, but is it the same, like, for example, when, for example, they – interrupt regular programming sometime on major networks to cover some of these things yeah. for the men. Yeah. I don't see it as much for the women. Then you you know what? I, and I think because you don't travel in that sports world, but and that's um, exactly what I'm saying. I don't travel yeah. in that sports world. It's there for women is, now. Yeah. Now it may be there, but what I'm saying in terms of the the, the hyping, the the make the 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 promotion for it, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that the celebrations are not happening happening, but the promotion for it just seem to me seems to be lacking. Because like I said, yeah. um for me that's not a sports person except for, you know, certain things except for maybe football season and the actual game itself. The other stuff that surrounds that, I don't see the type of hype for women, with the exception of tennis. Now, uh, I see a little oh, bit more I, of I that. Think, I think I think WNBA exceeds the the, the hype for for tennis, and I'm really? going to have to start sharing. Yeah, oh yeah, I think it exceeds yeah, you're gonna that. Uh, I'm going to start sharing <laughs> okay. some of that on G's Power Hour. Um, okay, and cool. the fact too that that ESPN um, has its own you know platform and, and website. Um, but, gosh, and I know it's been probably more than five, maybe ten years ago. But ESPN started something called ESPNW, and it is specifically just for, you know, the accomplishments of women in sports. And it is powerful, um, too. So I'm going to start sharing some of that. But the but WNBA, that, uh, WNBA but and where it is now, right it's, it's, that takes me right back, though, uh, Princess. I'm sorry. It takes me right back to – why does there have to be a special channel for women? We asked for because it. Why, why we it? asked for it. And, and that's good. That's good. But what I'm saying is why can't the main channel, you know, everybody knows that, you know, ESPN, period. Everybody knows, like, if you are around here locally, and I, 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 and I don't even watch ESPN that much, but I think ESPN is on, on Spectrum on Channel 29. Okay, I know that, <laughs> you know, and uh-huh. I don't even watch. But my thing is, why do why can't the one ESPN channel be shared equally by men and women? Why do you have to have a special channel designated just for the women? If that's what it takes no. right now, that's fine. But I would like to see a little bit more integration of men and women's sports. I think maybe I jumped the gun, um, and, and I love ESPNW, but I, I need you just to – I'm going to challenge you and the listeners too, okay. that don't watch ESPN to watch it in a day. I think we are well represented on ESPN, um, which is on 24-7. And I think we're represented on the media side as and, and the reporters and the anchors. Um, just It is is going to leap and bounds. But not just in that. The stories every day – a, a complete involvement in women. So I don't think there there needs to be a, a, a bigger integration. I, I think it's there. I think the integration okay. now is not, not for us to be um, satisfied with the integration and the popularity and the notoriety, but or the exposure, but now pay, pay it, you know, um, there needs to be equal pay. And that's the, 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 oh, the yeah. last struggle I think is definitely um, equal pay. But uh, as a matter of fact, I posted not too long ago, probably last week, that the national championship for softball was one week, of, about two weeks ago, and then the national championship for baseball, college baseball, was the following week. Oklahoma Sooners won for the national championship in, in women's softball. The Ole Miss Rebels won for college baseball. And there was a wonderful story behind both. But I said all that to say the biggest share – 
um, of millions of people who watch watch more um, college uh, uh, softball than they did baseball, and and mm. that was celebrated. That you know, hey, here we are. As a matter of fact, they move. Um, uh, a national hockey game, uh, you know, during the hockey playoffs, they moved it uh, to a better primetime location and took away the um, women's gymnastics for college. They moved that to a different time because they thought hockey was going to bring in more. But in actuality, the the national championship for gymna- gymnastics for women brought in more viewership on NBC than a playoff game for hockey. So it tells you that women have moved the needle. And they are there, and the exposure is there. We just got to get the GMs and the men who are running this country to understand and pay us for more and not to think that all of us are meant to stay at home and take care of babies and cook bread and have dinner ready at 6 o'clock. We are more than that. And you and I are perfect examples of that. We can do it all. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of sports and speaking of hockey, um, want to extend congratulations to Mike Greer, who is yeah. the first black general manager in the history of the National Hockey League. Uh, so wanted to, to mention that because that's not <laughs> – I have to say, that's not one of the sports that's at the top of my list, but um, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the, the work and the accomplishment. And he's 47 years old. So Yeah. Yeah, congratulations to him. Um, and, and hockey is another one of those sports. It's not um, not something that you see a lot of African Americans participate in. He is the first GM. I hope it gets to the point where we don't have you know have these major announcements because there's so many yeah. of us that are are doing that. Congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche for just winning the the Stanley Cup, the national championship for um, national hockey. And before that, the Tampa Bay Lightning had won two in a row. So, and they were in the finals again this year, but lost to the Colorado Avalanche. But Mike Greer, amen. Congratulations to you. And Gretchen, while we're on that, and I know we're going a lot, um, gosh, a young man from the HBCU World graduate just purchased all 93 of the Fudd Ruckers um, chain of hamburgers. And I don't know if you know Fudd Ruckers. Really? No, I know because they just closed one that they opened one that's relatively down the street from me and then they closed it. And I was not Mm -hmm. happy because I remember Fudd Ruckers opening when I was I want to say in college, but it might have been shortly after that. So that's a long time ago. There's one that opened near um, University of South Florida in Tampa. So when they opened one in in, um, Orlando, I was pleasantly surprised, and I was really disappointed when they closed. So, um, you know, I don't eat a lot of red meat. But um, mm-hmm. you know, not not you know, it comes and goes in spurts. But I love a good burger. So yes, I, I'm I'm appreciative of that. Hopefully, they'll bring bring it back here. Yes, um, I wanted to give his name. It's now Nicholas Perkins. It has paid eight and eighteen and a half million for ninety three locations. So he is the new owner of Fuddruckers, and he owns all of them. All of oh ninety-two. He owns all of them, so I, I'm I'm excited to see what that brings. Um, you know, for him, he's forty years old, a North Carolina native, and he owns. Yeah, all and of it them. says he's a Howard University alum here. Yes. Yep. Wow. Yep. How about Good that? For him. Congratulations, sir. Yes, congratulations. Yay! But I'm I'm happy now. <laughs> I love Fuddruckers, so I'm really happy. I'm just hoping that we can get uh, get them back open and, and, and off the ground, and, and I, I hope he does well. Um, mm-hmm. Yay. I'm yeah, glad. the location here in Columbia closed, too. It closed down probably three or four months ago. That was one of uh, uh, Reverend Robinson's go-to places. I'm, I'm, he can oh, eat beef yeah. every day. I'm not, a, I'm not a beef eater like that. As a matter of fact, I'm not a meat eater like that. But John, he loved Fudd Rogers Truckers. And, and, you know, he knew when he went, he knew what I liked from there, and he would get it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I hope that he um, keeps the concept but enhances and makes it better. But um yes, I hope so because I love to see it. I love to see it. Because that. I know they got away from some of the stuff that I remember from the first FUD records I ever went to. Um so uh but they still for the most part, you know, I, I I'm all I'm 
I guess I've gotten a little bit spoiled or my, my tastes have changed when it comes to burgers. So if it's not a burger that's cooked at home, then I, I've really started to move away from the chain. The less, Well, not all the chains, but some of the chain burgers that have more bun than burger. <laughs> Let me just mm-hmm. put it like that. Uh, I like a good, juicy, uh, well-seasoned, and not overcooked and not undercooked burger. And I know that's kind of mm-hmm. hard. But, um, yeah, I, I like a place to ask me how do I want my burger because then I have a little bit more control over, you know, what I'm eating. Uh, so versus the ones that, that kind of just generate it with the plastic wrap on it and stuff. So, yes, good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I am looking forward to that. I want to see if I can uh, if there's an investment that I can make in this. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I hope that in there are public shares. I, I would buy some stock in Fuddruckers now. I, I would too. You know, mm-hmm. so I'll have yes. to look that up and post that too. But yeah, congratulations to Nicholas Perkins, a grad of yes. HBCU Howard University, and he yes. now all, now owns all 92 locations. Yes, yes, going to have to post that, and I'm going to have to write him and ask about the investment aspect of this. Definitely want to see that succeed. God God bless him. So anyway, we're going to go ahead because we still got a lot to talk about, but and it's almost <laughs> close to the top of the hour, and I think if we start another conversation on another subject, we will just blow right past it. So let's let's get this thing paid for. I'm here with – CEO of Never Had It So Good Entertainment, Princess Cooper. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. By the way, you can join the conversation by calling 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Sorry, y'all. I had to get a bite of my leftover red, white, and blue (laughs) dessert from from Independence Day. Anyway, welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G, here with CEO of Never Had It So Good Entertainment, Princess Cooper. And if you want to join the conversation, you have a topic you want to bring up, the number is 516-387-1944. So I know one of the things I wanted to mention is, I guess, a sentencing today for Derek Chauvin. Um, for those that may have been hiding under a rock, um, Derek Chauvin was the man convicted for the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. And so today he is, is federal sentencing set for today. So um, how, well, this doesn't seem like, you know, I guess a lot of the, the initial, um, I guess you could say hype or whatever, the, the initial uh, fervor over the whole thing with um, Derek Chauvin and George Floyd kind of subsided. Have we forgotten, you know, is, or is it just that this is not as important or is it that we feel that enough justice has been done or ha- and has enough justice been done or will it ever be enough? The amount of um, – Gosh, what what am I looking for? Because I don't want to use concern. It was way bigger than that. The amount of um, heartache and hurt that we felt during every one of those seconds that his knee was on George Ford's neck was mm. amazing. Um, and we were amazed in 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 the era of what I think that was 2020 that this happened. Um, the yeah, the trial was in 2021. 
the fact that this is still going on in 2022 um, is amazing. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that it was in 2020. So I don't know if we've that the attention on it has definitely lost its fervor, but um, it is not. I don't think it's lost on any of us as African Americans in the culture or even in media. I don't think it's lost on any of us how how disrespectful uh, um, Chauvin was and how he he. What, um, how less of us he thought, you know, he thought of us, and I'm speaking of all of us as African Americans, as animals, or as not a person, because he wouldn't have done that unless he thought that. He really has been patrolling the streets of Minnesota all of those all of those years, um, and and treating us like dirt. And it all came out on with George Floyd, and Lord have mercy, somebody had to lose their life. Um, and be filmed doing it before we realize that we have that type of person walking on this earth. It's not lost on me, and I hope whatever federal charges he's going through right now, that they pile on and that he dies in prison. That's still um, less than what he gave George Floyd. Mm-hmm. So according to this, this is um, abcnews.go.com, um in April 2021, he was found guilty of three counts in Floyd's death, uh, second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter for pressing his knee against Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes. Um, he's been sentenced to 270 months minus time served and says this equals about two, 22 and a half years in prison. So the um, plea agreement for the federal charges according to this article call for a 20 to 25 year sentence so i don't know and because i haven't really delved into it enough to catch up i don't know if that's to be served whatever it is concurrently or subsequently you know after the the original thing and then uh the other officers let's see J. Alexander Kung, Thomas Lane, and Tu Tao were charged um, in their role, and they said they were uh, they did they pleaded not guilty but were convicted by a jury. And let's see, Tao and Kung await a state trial for the charges of aiding and abetting in the murder and aiding and abetting in manslaughter and Floyd's death, and their trial is scheduled to start on October 24th. Um, the third guy, Thomas Lane, he pleaded guilty guilty to those. Um, and I think it says under the agreement, a sentence of 36 months or three years in prison is going to be recommended by the prosecutors. So that's where that, that whole uh, thing stands with regards to uh, uh, Mr. Floyd's death. Um, I, you know, yeah, I just, I'm, one of the things I have to say though, I'm with, with all of the stuff that happened in the last couple of years, including COVID, I'm glad this didn't get lost in the sauce, so to speak. You know, uh, there was COVID, COVID really kind of redirected a lot of, a lot of our focus on ourselves, on our kids. In, in their education, and, and and rightly so, but I'm just glad that this case didn't get lost in all of that having you know attention having to be redirected and people having to rework their lives. You know that this still garnered enough, enough attention. Some form of justice was served. So. Justice has been served. Um, the only thing better would be you know the death penalty. You know, um, and and. Again, look at how smart Derek Chauvin's legal system, legal legal team was. He, every piece of land and all of his bank accounts, including mm-hmm. his home, all of mm-hmm. that was 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 sold or given to his wife and taken out of his name. So no one could um, get a civil suit and get a dime. They did that first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before. You, the trial ever came to court, um, to the court day. They did that first. 
because otherwise, even after the criminal suit, there would have been a civil suit. Um, but he made sure <laughs> to save and give all of his wealth to his wife um, and get it out of his name because they knew just in case you let, let's, let's take care of business. Um, and, and you can't tell me that he didn't take his views, his approach to life. I've been married to a police officer. You can't help but to bring some of that home. And mm-hmm. if nothing else, you definitely bring your views home and how you feel about it. And, um, you, you, of course, his family knew how he felt about mm-hmm. black people. You you can't help. If you're willing to do that, you're willing to treat us like anything. Mm-hmm. So I hope he gets whatever he gets. That's one thing, though, that when you said that, it brought something to my mind. I think not necessarily the next time we have Paul Shelton on because he's coming on tomorrow, so not quite prepared for that. But I think I want to have uh, Paul Shelton talk to us about protecting our assets because not everybody is that kind of savvy. Like you said, he had a good attorney. Hmm. You know, he had good, uh-huh. good advice. Not everybody is that savvy in terms of knowing how to protect their assets, you know, in, in, in any situation, whether it's – and the reason I say that, it's not like, you know, I want you to protect your assets because you may be going to jail. Uh, we, we, we've talked about before when I talk about real estate how, you know, as you get older, if, you know, if you ever have to go into a nursing home, you know, you mm-hmm. may end up not losing um, control of some of your assets. So I think one of the things that I want to do is ask Paul next time he's, you know, he has, we get a chance is to talk about how to protect our assets. So uh, thank you for bringing that up because I mean, that's something that I do remember that happening then, but you know, it's something that we don't think about on a normal basis. That's right. And, and, and I would say, I would take that even further, Gretchen. Um, some of us wouldn't do that. Some of us wouldn't turn all of our assets over to a spouse. We'll take them on the jail. With them. Um, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or to our yeah. There you go. There you yeah. go. We we have yeah. to learn to be more savvy when it comes to our financial affairs, and that is one of the prime examples to me. Yeah, for sure. So, well, so today is the day for uh, Chauvin's sentencing for the federal charges, so we just kind of have to wait and see. I don't know exactly when that's going to happen. From the last thing I checked, it had not happened as of yet, so um, I'm sure that when that happens, they'll be on the news this evening. Uh, So we'll we'll just kind of have to keep watch of that. So let's talk about the shooting in Ohio. Oh, well, goodness gracious. <laughs> Let's talk about I want to talk about that, I guess, a little bit. But I just also want to talk about the continued shootings in Chicago, in the Chicago area, you know. I, and I'm not sure how, you know, we as a country are supposed to, to respond to what's going on in one city in our country. But, I mean, I would – and I'm hoping that – it's disturbing, but I'm hoping this is not a sign of a trend that is going to be occurring in other urban areas of our country. I would hate to see that. But I want to, I would like to, someone to come up with some sort of explanation or some sort of solution in terms of how we stop all of this violence in, you know, this city, um, this one city in our country. Who it just seems like it has a history of violence anyway. When you you talk about, I mean, you hear about you know Chicago gangsters and all kind of stuff. It, you know, how do we change the tide in a city like that? Especially because this all affects, and it affects everybody. But unfortunately, it seems like these things affect African Americans more so than anybody else. You know, you know, yep. I, I had my friend on who's a professor at Northwestern. She talked about, you know, fortunately it didn't result in violence, but she talked about the incident uh, involving her son 
and the ramifications and and the subsequent effects that that had on on her um, and her family. I just really wish someone would come up and, and say, okay, you know, let's pull the reins here. Let's let's really have a thorough exam, examination of this. How do we stop it? How do we not let it spread? You know, and how do we not be, uh, I guess, oblivious or, um, I, I can't think of the word, but just not a, not affected by what's huh. going on. Because, you know, or, or just oblivious. I, you know, I, I, I want us to be a little bit more sensitive to what's going on there. Uh, I want us to pay attention because if we're not careful, this will destroy that city, but it'll also find its way to other areas. You know. well, well, Gretchen, um, the violence, and especially the black-on-black crime in Chicago, um, this didn't start this year or or no. post-pandemic. It's been going on for quite some time. Even as President Obama was running for for president, a, a, a lot of these issues come up. And I think, mm-hmm. too, that we as African Americans can't be so upset with how police officers treat us. We treat ourselves like that. Yes. Now, is it exactly. a sense of hopelessness in our communities? I know a lot of... Um, my college roommates and professional people in my circle that have come out of hopeless neighborhoods and done well. So um, we we have to look at ourselves and try mm-hmm. to encourage and go back and help and reach back and create programs. And the fact that President Obama has his presidential library being constructed there, the fact that he has his nonprofit there and has hired so many within the community to try to come up out of that community is is one of the ways. But we have to continue to um, reach back, look back, help back, and and, and, and understand and, and, and let our people know we can't keep, we can't do better until we help ourselves, but black-on-black crime is real, and mm-hmm. we can't get upset at the show the ends of the world when we are we are doing this on a daily basis. You know, 4th of July weekend, you know, 10 shootings and 8 killed at picnics. And that, we have now said that the best way to, to solve any conflict and have conflict resolution is through gun 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 ownership and um and using a gun gun violence isn't that amazing <sighs> yeah and that's not that's not altogether true people got to stop thinking that this is all just a, a singular issue and, and 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 it's all of these superficial issues well and cuz the reason i say that is until we go back to basics in terms of valuing life in general, valuing yourself, valuing other people, and stop worrying about the standards that other people hold for you, okay, because they're not necessarily right, you know. Uh, We've got to make, make sure that we stay focused in terms of what our value is to ourselves and what our value is to God and what our value is to to, to society as a whole, okay? And that mm-hmm. means that you you have to stop trying to make strides that other people think you should make at all costs, okay? And, and the reason I say that is we especially, and we talk about race, but let's also talk about income. Let's talk about wages. Let's talk about finances, okay? Don't expect if you're not making, if you're not a millionaire, you know, if you're not making that money, don't expect to live at the same standard at as someone else. Now, you can make strides to get there. But you have to be strategic and you have to be patient in order to get there, okay? And we got to stop doing the shortcuts. We got to start, start, stop cheating each other. We got to stop cheating other people to get where we think we should be, okay? We've got to stop the robbing and the killing and all of that other stuff. To try to try to get where we should be, because half the time we're not successful in some of that 
stuff anyway. We, we have a lot of stupid criminals running around out there, and they, all they're doing is, is, you know, getting an easy pass to jail. Got to stop it. Got to stop it. Huh. We, we have to learn that if we don't have the million-dollar house, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. All right, because that's not all about who we are. But if it's important to you, then you have to have a game plan. There are criminals out there that are smart, and I would, I would like to see those people take their smarts and apply it in a more positive and constructive way. Okay. And like you said, going back, using those smarts and, and, and that intelligence to go back and help people in their families and in their communities and in society as a whole. Okay, we, yeah. we have to change. We have to change our way of thinking. We have to change our way of how we feel about ourselves, and about our families, and about our friends, and about our neighbors. It has. There's a, a, a revolution that has to happen in terms of how we, you know, how we act, how we take what we get, and how we use it, and how we apply it. This, and it's it's not going to happen overnight, and that's one of the things too. We have to stop stop expecting everything to happen in an instant. That huh. that is part of the big problem right there. We expect uh, there's a, a commercial, there's a song. I want it, I want it all, and I want it now. That can't huh. always happen, and we got to stop expecting that. You know, our parents, you know the 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 uh, uh, you know, they were planners, you know, and I think, it, you know, you, you can have some balance. I think, you know, what uh, Dr. Hobbs, we were talking yesterday about the workaholics and everything. It's a matter of having a balanced approach to your life. You got to stop. You, you got to start planning, but you also have to include a little spontaneity in there as well. So it has to be balanced. And stop expecting perfection, you know, and stop succumbing to peer pressure. Do the best that you can, you know. Well, you know, Gretchen, I think that's a word across the board is that, um, and, and several things. Freedom is not free. And this generation and maybe even the generation before, or even those who don't want to work hard, think that success is microwavable. It is not. It is consistency, planning, and making goals and attaining those goals and working hard and outworking the next person. That's success. That's that's ownership. That's financial success. That's all of that. But, you know, um, I, I, I think uh, there is uh, – a great amount of youngsters that are behind us and the generation behind us or even that generation behind them um, that are doing wonderful, great things. But there, there are a lot of us who feel that we should be able to post a video on YouTube and become an instant millionaire. No, every now and then, youngsters, that happens. But for the most part, you're going to have to get out and, and devise a plan and work that plan and work your business and work your career and, and, and make it that way. It is not instantaneous. 99% of those who are wealthy, it is not instantaneous. You know, Twitter, Google, and Instagram and Facebook are the anomalies. Other than that, you know, even Bezos, who owns Amazon, it didn't. he started out in this garage. <laughs> started out in this garage. You're going to have to work. Definitely, you got to do the work, and and the thing about it is you have to be patient and discerning and take your time, and not expect to have the same success as someone else. Um, I think that's the thing is is this comparison thing. You know, everybody wants to be like Bezos, or everybody wants to be like Oprah, or whatever. In, in the Bible, they talk about uh, all of the different gifts. Same spirit, <laughs> different gifts. So you may not be gifted in the area that Oprah is in or the area that Bezos is in or, or anybody else. You need to take the time to discover the gifts that God gave you and enhance those and apply those. You know, 
stop trying to be someone else. Be you, but be your best you. Okay. Yeah. You know, don't don't yeah. squander the gifts that you were given. You know, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, for sure. Uh, well, Gretchen, yeah. we got about ten ten minutes left. I really want to get in a couple of things. Okay. One one of one of those things I want to spend to because I really want to get to Adam Kinziger. But um, I wanted okay. to say congratulations to Melody Hobson. She's going to be the first black female to be an NFL owner. Um, she has partnered with um, a young man from the Waltons, of course, who own Walmart, um, and the, mm-hmm. she will be an owner um, of the Denver Broncos. Um, they are now, uh, of course, finalizing that deal. But metal, metal, Melody, I don't know why I'm, I'm having a hard time Is saying it Melody, Melody today. Hobson, the, the financial <laughs> advisor that used to be on Good Morning America? Is that the one? You know what? I, I I heard something about that, but but she made her wealth in Chicago with the Economic Club and and also with Starbucks, um, you know. So and she came out of Princeton University, but I didn't remember um, the Morning well, America. Is married that. to George Lucas? You know what? <laughs> she sure is. Yeah, she sure is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know. Yeah, she is the new first female um, black female NFL owner. So congratulations to her. Yeah, yeah, Denver Broncos. I mean, there were a lot yeah. of people. Magic Johnson was trying to buy the team. There were several different African Americans, and I really thought they were going to sell to, gosh, um, the the GM of the team now, um, who. Um, Actually, quarterback for them. I can't remember John's name. I want to say, well, I can't remember his name, and and that's that's crazy. But I thought they were going to sell to him, but no, they sold to this this group here, which now gives us a minority um, owner uh, in the NFL. Amazing, the first one. There are no black men that own a team. First female that's black will own a team, for sure. Good Amen. for her. I yeah no. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I, I I used to watch her on, when she was on Good Morning America and all that kind of stuff. So good for her. They purchased yeah. a team for four point six five billion dollars. The Denver Broncos. Um, congratulations to Melody Hobson. Um, yes, okay, so Gretchen, I, I wanted to, to talk to, about yes, yeah, Adam Kinziger and the fact that um, you know, wow, and. I don't consider myself a Republican or a Democrat, and I voted for both, and um, I try to really get to understand the issues and the platform of, of every candidate that I want to vote for, and I vote for what their platform and how I think it will, will affect the world or the community or any of that. But I listened to um, an audio he put out, and Adam Kinzinger is one of two Republicans on the January 6th committee. Um, mm-hmm. chosen by Nancy Pelosi. And Kinziger has decided that he's not going to run for re-election because he doesn't feel that he will win that. Um, but he's getting a lot of blowback, considered a rhino now, which means Republican in, in name only. Um, and mm. uh, But he released an audio, and, and listeners, if you haven't heard it, please go and listen to it. And it talks about, and it just gives a synopsis about five or six different people, one woman, about five or six men, and they are sending threats through a voicemail. And I hope that the FBI and the Department of Justice has some type of voice recognition and find all of them. They threaten him. They call him everything from MF to the C word. To, there was so much, but they all mm. threatened to come to his house. They all threatened that they were going to get him and his kids. And they, and, uh, and, and one of the men, all old white men, said, um, keep your mouth shut. This is Trump's world. Keep your mouth shut, you MF. Oh, I talked to Reverend Roberts this morning. I told him how shocked I was that this is America. This is the mentality of anybody in this world. And he laughed. He said, that is the, the old South there for sure. Rearing mm-hmm. his head, to, to, to put it lightly, because I can't say everything he said. But I, I wanted to bring this up, Gretchen, because... I am surprised at the soul of some of our people, some of our mm-hmm. youth in this world. 
It's, it's, it's sad. It really is sad. And and the thing about it is, is that I, I, I again, go back, you know, and I, I hate to criticize, but I, again, go back and say, where are our church leaders, you know, huh. Where where are, are are our let me say spiritual leaders? Just because you're in church doesn't mean you're a spiritual person. Okay, huh. <laughs> you there <know>. you go. <laughs> so let me let me just say that where are our spiritual leaders? Because we keep going off on so many different tangents, and it, we really need some spiritual guidance to pull us back and point us in the right direction. Seriously, I. I can't emphasize that enough. Um, you know, somebody that, that because apparently, and we can tell by the, all of the, the increase in shootings in our country and everything that it's not being it's not being taught in some homes as much as it should be. Uh, definitely not taught in the schools. You know, in terms of having some sort of uh, sense of responsibility, uh, self-respect, respect toward other people, some sort of uh, moral conscience or some sort of compass, uh, you know, and if we don't have people that are, are rooted in, in, you know, spirituality to, to kind of step forward and say, that's wrong. People are afraid to say that's wrong. <laughs> you know, people are afraid to say that's wrong. And someone needs to step up and say, that's wrong. Yeah. And, you know, consequences be, you know, what? But not only do our African American spiritual leaders need to step up, but more I'm not talking people about that look like yeah, I know you're not. But more people that look like them need to speak up and step up, like the Adam Kinzigers of the world who said, "I'm a Republican, but decency mm-hmm. is decency, right is right, and yes. Donald Trump does not deserve for us to follow him and to uphold him in this mess." America before foolishness, and 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 I'm not a I wasn't a fan of either one Liz Cheney or him, um, per se in their politics. I love their journey and their plight and how they got to where they are. And Adam Kinzinger was a Navy SEAL or Green Beret in the military before he came out and ran for government. He has more fight in him and, you know, for this country than Donald Trump. And we're following Donald Trump like he's the Messiah. And Mm -hmm. you're right. Spiritual leaders need to follow. But the men that I heard in this audio were old and they should be our born leaders, you know, our leaders that are leaving a legacy and their Mm -hmm. souls are sold to whoever. I'm amazed, mm-hmm. but you're correct. Of all denominations and, and, and cultures need to speak up, speak up our spiritual leaders. But some of right. these, these politicians, and I, I know how dirty and maniacal that maybe politicians can be, but in this instance, we, we should not be threatening anybody's family and children. Mm-mm. No. And Mm-mm. so bold with it. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And, Crazy. And, and the thing about it is, when I talk about the spiritual leaders stepping up, we got to get back to, and, and no one wants to hear this, <laughs> no one at all. We got to get back to sacrificing. Okay, we got to get back to sacrificing because that's what it's going to take. Uh, it's unfortunate, you know, but we have a tendency to learn things the hard way in this country sometimes, and it's going to take some sacrificing to to start putting putting um, our country back on the right track. And, and our yeah. people are back on the right track. So, yeah. Princess, again, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. You have a blessed day. <laughs> we talk so much, only one commercial break. Thank you, Anderson Law <laughs> and Kevin Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you, Kevin. Tomorrow, uh, it is, uh, we, we have uh, Paul Z. Shelton of Warwick Shore. He's coming on. We're also going to have the. Uh, person that's in charge of Unity of Eatonville, and we're going to have Jabir Najir on tomorrow, so we got a full day. Don't miss it. Thank you for joining us. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thank you. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. Thank you.
He'll make it all right. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.